so enough of that. Um, we are starting a new series tonight, which is called Strange Tales. And so what we're going to do for June uh, is talk about some strange stories from the Bible. So things that people don't talk about a lot or things that are really weird, things that kind of stand out. Uh, and so I'm going to start with uh, Genesis 32, 22 through 32. And I will eventually fix that TV, but right now it is not. Uh, so Genesis 32, 22 through 32. I know, that's true. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his 11 sons and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. So basically, uh, to give you a brief rundown of the story of Jacob, not this one, but the one in the Bible, uh, he had an interesting life. So when he was young, it was prophesied essentially that he would get the blessing of the firstborn and that he would get all these blessings, but that wasn't the custom, so uh, his dad, Isaac, was going to give it to his older brother, and it was kind of a natural thing. Well, Jacob and his mom set up this trick to convince this old dying blind man to give the blessing to him. Uh, and regardless of what was supposed to happen, they still tricked and lied to him, and he pretended to be the older son. And so, uh, long story short with there, the older son, Esau, which is his brother, was like this big hunter guy. Uh, and Jacob was like a more inside type guy, a thinker. And um, so, like, most of, like, Jacob, as soon as he got the blessing, ran out and, like, just was on the run for most of his life. And he was always scared, and he was always trying to rely on himself, always trying to rely on his wits, always trying to rely on just whatever was right in front of him. He was very reluctant to trust anybody because he was always afraid that Esau was behind him, or he was always afraid someone else would find out. He was always afraid of all of these different things. And so he's married, and I get that it was different back in the day with a bunch of different wives, but... Uh, much smaller place, much different place. And so he sent everybody across the river. And so he sent them, sent his stuff, and so he's alone on one side. And that's kind of the setup here. Uh, it's kind of a strange thing, but he wanted them to be safe. He wanted them to be protected. He wanted them to have the river behind them. And then he wanted to just make sure that everything was okay and just take some alone time. Because again, most of his life was on the run. Most of his life was kind of being the person that people talked about behind his back. And it was because of him, because of his choices, because of the way he was. And so now we're getting into the weird part. Uh, this left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until dawn began to break. Uh, and yes, a man came and wrestled with him until dawn began to break. Uh, when the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of socket. Then the man said, let, him, uh, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and, uh, and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. So this is a really weird story that happens in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. It's in Genesis. Um, there's a lot in it. So first, like this random guy comes up and, and wrestles him. It's not like a random guy. Uh, there are a lot of different theological theories on it. So one is that that was an appearance of Jesus before he was in human form. Like he was a physical form, but not the Jesus that we know who was part human, uh, which is possible. One is that it was a messenger of God. One is that it was an angel. One is that it was just some kind of heavenly being. Uh, it wasn't just a guy, but we don't know. Like there's no way to know this. And yes, it's very, very weird that he's just there alone. But the thing is, Jacob was hardly ever alone and hardly ever in a position to listen, hardly ever in a position to, like I said, rely on anything else but himself. And so God chose that moment to reach out to him. And he reached out in a really weird way. But one of the things with God, one of the things that you'll find in your life is he goes to where you are 
to talk to you. Like he talks to you in the way that you understand. Um, in the, the Christmas story, like the wise men, they were astronomers. That's why they were called the wise men. They, they looked to the stars and they were able to tell things through that. And so that's why God sent a star to tell them where to go because they were already looking there and they would see it. To the shepherds, he gave them a sense of belonging uh, and he sent angels to tell them, hey, you guys matter because that's what they needed to hear. And so with Jacob, he needed to be challenged in this way and he needed to try to earn it and he needed to fight for it because his entire life had been fighting for what he wanted. And so in this case, he actually had to fight a battle that he could not win. And he actually had to learn that it's okay to not win and it's okay to do this. And then there's the weird part about him saying, hey, uh, I want a blessing. He's not saying it in a way that's like, hey, give me a blessing or I want you go. He already knows that he can't win this. He knows that there's something spiritual going on here. He knows that there's something different going on here. But Every other thing he's tried to get, he had to trick. Like I said, at the beginning of his life, he had to trick his dad into getting a blessing. Now, just a real quick thing on blessing. For us, that's really weird because we hear, uh, you know, hey, he wants a blessing. And it's like, those are just words. It doesn't matter. Like if I, I could bless any one of you and it's like, well, you know, he, I, I, he gave Sadie a blessing. There's no way you can give it to Nate now. Like that's nuts. Like it doesn't make sense to us. But in this culture, it was a thing passed down from father to oldest son. And the blessing... Uh, carried with it the weight of the father's name and, and uh, the family legacy and all of these other things. But it was also basically saying, hey, you are the one that the family is going to follow. You are the one that is going to have God with you. You are the one that is going to do all this. You are the one that's going to succeed. Now, to us, that sounds insane that a parent would do something like that. Uh, and in a way, it is insane. But again, that was the culture. And you have to remember, a lot of the things, especially in Genesis, it's such a different context from what it is now. Now there are, what, 7 billion people in the world, 3 billion people in the world, something like that. Uh, a lot of people in the world. So there's a lot of people, and you can go anywhere, and there's a lot of people, even in small towns. Like, there's tens of thousands of people most of the time, sometimes thousands, whatever. Uh, even at Reds games, there's like 25, 30 people. And so there's people everywhere you go. Uh, but at this time, there's like probably, I don't know, there's no way to know for sure, but probably just like tens of thousands in the entire world. Because it's not, you know, it's just not the same thing. Like, there's not that many livable places. There's no cities. There's nothing crazy. Like, there's no way to know exactly how many I'm saying. But it's much less. And society is much different. And so this is how they did things because this is how they understood it. And they understood father to son, father to son. Um, and so Jacob was raised like that. And so he felt like he was never enough. And he felt like he always had to ask for things. And he always had to beg for things. And he always had to trick people for things. And so in this case, he's fighting and he's fighting and he's fighting. And he has to learn uh, that, that he can rely on more than just himself. He doesn't have to trick the people. He doesn't have to beg. He doesn't have to do anything. He just asked. And the man, the, the angel, whatever he is, he gave him that blessing. He wouldn't say his name, but he gave him that blessing. And again, to us, it's like, yeah, congratulations, you can say that. But to him, it was this major moment to where it's like, wow, somebody saw me and I didn't have to pretend to be somebody else. In fact, he gave me a new identity. I get to restart my life. I get to start over. And he became Israel and he had a big family and like he did all of these amazing things. And his life changed from that moment because this really weird thing happened. Now, for most of us, uh, to you just need somebody or you just want somebody to say, hey, you're doing a good job in life. Or hey, you did, a, you, you did a really good job with that project or you did a good job with that message or you did a good job with that basket that you hit or you did a good job with that band solo or you did a good job with 
just being a nice person, like whatever. You want to hear sometimes you're doing a good job with blah, 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 or I'm proud of you or something like that. And that's all we need. Like we want that, but we also just want to do our thing and kind of live our own life and find independence and find all of that. But for Jacob, he needed to know that he could be something different. He needed to know that it was something that, that, that could happen. And if God had came and just said, hey, Jacob, your life is going to change from this moment on and you are forgiven for what happened and now you don't have to keep running. He's going to be like, that's awesome, God. And then, you know, for a couple weeks, he'd be like, okay, this is good, this is good. But then something would happen, like he'd hear a noise or he'd see Esau or he'd hear something and he'd start running again because he felt that he had to earn it. He felt that it had to be different. He felt that it had to be a miracle, amazing. He felt that it had to be something more than what he'd had before. And that goes back to where God goes to you in the way that you are. And so some of you, uh, God will speak to you through music. Some of you, he will speak to you through maybe sports. Or some of you, he will speak to you through just how you feel in a certain moment. Or through words. Or through uh, books. Or through whatever else. Through somebody running up and wrestling you out of the blue. Like all of these different things. Like he will speak to you in different ways. He will help you to feel home in different ways. But you have to be willing to listen. Uh, and so Jacob had to get to this point where he was alone and where he was willing to listen and where he wasn't just always on the defense. And so he gave up his fear and he gave up the trickery and he gave up running and he just changed in that moment and became Israel. Now, again, to us, it's like Israel is a country. Yeah, this is before that. And so this is where, well, around the time. And so this is where it started. This is where he got that name. So he felt that he was something important. He felt that God had a plan for him. He felt that he didn't have to steal anymore. He felt he didn't have to be who everybody else thought he was. He could change. Uh, there are cases sometimes where somebody has a difficult high school or even a difficult middle school. And I'm not just talking like they have trouble with the school or they have trouble with home, but maybe they get bullied a lot or maybe they just don't like who they are, or maybe whatever. And some of you guys have probably felt that at different points, but I'm talking where you just feel like, man, uh, my name is Robert. And uh, I've just had, that was just an accident. My name is Robert. And I've had all of these difficult times and I've had all of these difficult situations and it just sucks and then you go to college or you go to the workforce and all of a sudden you're like you know what I'm Bob now and to us it's like big deal like that's a major name change but to to the person it's symbolic of starting a new life and also you just feel that you can and so Jacob to Israel granted is a much different change than that but it's something where he had this chance to have a different life where he was given a blessing that he didn't have to steal last part of the scripture uh, Jacob named the place Peniel, uh, which means face of God, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. Even today, the people of Israel don't eat the tendon meat near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strained the tendon of Jacob's hip. So again, this is a weird story. And there's a lot in here where you're like, why in the world is this listed? Like, why did they have to say at the end that the people of Israel still do this? Now, Part of it was just because it's historical fact and he was just letting people know. And part of the Bible is just letting the culture go and talking about that. But also it's to show that what happened in this weird moment mattered. It mattered for his life and it mattered for other people to see. There are going to be times in your life that don't feel like they're anything special. And maybe things are going good for you, maybe they're going bad for you. But there are going to be times where it's like, I don't know why this happened or I don't know what happened. And then looking back one day, 
you'd be like, oh, wow, I actually learned something from that. Oh, wow, that was something that had way more impact on me than I realized. And all of these things can happen. Now, I'm not saying that go, you go out now and the rest of your life, just every moment, be like, okay, is this an important moment? Is this an important moment? Keep doing that because you're going to go crazy. What I'm saying is, you never know when you're going to find something out, not just about yourself, but about what your life is going to be. Uh, earlier, uh, Rob mentioned my calling to ministry. And I, going, I've talked about this before, but going into, going through high school, uh, I was going to be a doctor. Like, that was my goal. That was my, do, why I was doing well in school. It's what I was shooting for. It was what I was going to do. Uh, I applied to Princeton, like, all of these different things. Like, I had this life path. And then my senior year, I really got involved in writing. I really liked an assignment, and I really enjoyed doing that. And so I was like, man, doctor, writer, I'm going to go the lucrative way and go writer. And it's like, so I went to college, but I didn't know much about what to do with English. So I was like, I'll be a high school teacher. And so I started going through the class, and you have to actually talk in those classes because you're learning how to teach. And I'm like, this is terrifying. I can't do this. So I changed to just English. And then senior year, I remember very clearly uh, – I felt like, hey, go into the ministry, like youth ministry specifically. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I don't know what this, that means. I can't go to college for four more years. I'm, this is already expensive. Like, I can't do this because I had no idea what it was. And so I uh, worked for the government for a while. I went to uh, grad school. Like, I did all of these different things. And after grad school, like, the very first week I went back, uh, the youth pastor at the time asked for volunteers. And he's like, hey, doesn't matter how you feel. You can just be a volunteer in the youth. Like, you can do this. You can do that. Uh, and, and so I, I accepted that. And then little by little, I was led to the point where I'm here. But at the time, most of those moments were just kind of moments. Like I, I was like, okay, well, the calling obviously felt special, but the volunteer thing, I recognized the, the, that it was more than a coincidence, but still it's like I'm just standing in the back. Like I'm just kind of hanging out, and if people talk to me, I talk to them, but I'm just kind of a body. And then even when I started teaching a little bit, it's like, well, you know, I'm not doing that much. Like somebody else is helping, and I'm, you know, learning, but whatever. And it's moment by moment, but looking back, I see all of these different decisions and all of these different times and all of these different moments in different ways. And I realize, whoa, I really, that had more of an impact on me than I realized, or I learned a lot there more than I realized. Uh, and, and so it all happens in the way that, that, that God knows you need. And so going back to writing for a second, you may be like, well, yeah, but you had this love for writing and you really felt that. Well, yes, I have a book, and it's over there on the bookshelf, and you can also buy it on Amazon. Please do, because I need 50 cents. And so you can, you, but I, I, have, I like to write. I still try to write. I haven't for a while, but I hopefully will at some point in my life. Um, but I use that creative writing mindset in a lot of the things that I say and a lot of the things that I do and in preparing lessons. And so it's not that it was wasted because I didn't go into English. It's that I use English every day, which isn't shocking because I'm speaking in English. But it's like I use these ideas and these things that I learned. And at the time, I was just like, man, I'm doing, <laughs> at the time, I was just doing this thing the way that I was called. I had no idea what was going to happen. But now all of those things fall into place, even coaching tennis or playing football for a year or doing whatever. Like all of these things fall into place and you look back. Now, that doesn't mean also that every single moment is significant, but it means that you can learn from each moment. And so to go back to the key story for a second, any other way. Any other way that this happens, Jacob doesn't really take the lesson. But because it was in this weird, strange way that no one else had, 
And so everything he had was a hand-me-down or something he had to trick or something, blah, blah, blah. But this weird, strange moment where no one else could have that story, he had that unique moment. He had a unique name. And he was able to take that and become more reliant on God and reliant on his family and reliant on being a better person, reliant on growth rather than just himself. But it had to happen in that moment. So you may be thinking, I'm never going to have that moment, or I haven't had that moment, or I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, or I don't know what my life is going to look like. But there is a plan and a path for you, and it's a unique plan. And that doesn't mean that everybody here is going to have a very unique job, and you're all going to be very specific things. Some of you may do the same kind of profession, but your life will be unique to you, and your, your journey will be unique to you, and your ability to grow will be unique to you, and you will have an impact that is unique to you. Um, I said this this morning when I preached, but a lot of people tend to think, well, just the pastor or the youth worker or the music minister or whatever else, like they're the ones that, that really do the ministry. Well, most ministry is accomplished by the way that the other people, that everybody lives, that Christians live. Um, because how you treat other people, how you love other people, how you live your life, how you do your best, that all matters far more than anything I say. And so when we do that, we're learning and we're growing. And then as you continue doing that, then there'll be these moments where you will realize, maybe looking back, maybe in the moment, but you realize, wow, this was my wrestling moment. Like this is the time that God really spoke to me. And so you will find that. And there are also going to be times where you feel like it's never going to come, but I promise you that it will. So just keep praying, keep growing, keep seeking it. And so each week in the series, we're going to talk about a really weird thing. Um, I think one week is even a donkey talking. So like all of these different weird stories because it's kind of fun to do that. But there's also things we can learn through that. And so no matter what you think of yourself, no matter what you think of your life, you matter and you are important and you are worth it and you have a plan. That's all I got.